Welcome back to DCOM Clone Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched The Pacifier. Yes. This movie came out March 4th, 2005. Again, a theatrical release. I'm clarifying that because most of them will be theatrical releases, but I think some of them won't be. Like, Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, obviously. They went straight the to video. Exactly. <laughs> um, this movie, The Pacifier, taught me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this movie was the peak of comedy when I saw it as a child. Honestly, watching this movie now, I kind of still think it is. <laughs> like, there are so many moments where I'm like, oh my god, I lost my shit at that as a kid. There's so many, I'm like, watch this as an adult, I'm like, this has no reason to be so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, this movie obviously stars Vin Diesel. Had I ever heard of Vin Diesel in 2005? <laughs> no. But he was, he was like top billing. It was like starring Vin Diesel. And I was like, why do I care? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's for the adults. <laughs> yeah, so like we said, this movie came out in 2005. Vin Diesel had already done a few of the Fast and Furii at this point, <laughs> um, which I obviously had never seen. Uh, I was, what, eight, nine years old in 2005. What is Vin Diesel's accent? Why does he sound like that? I don't know, but, but fun fact, his his real name is Mark Sinclair. <laughs> so he's not, like, like exotic in any way. <laughs> like, he was born Mark Sinclair. He has a twin brother named Paul. Mm. Um, I feel like I've known that. One of his first, like, major roles ever is Saving Private Ryan, which I totally forgot he was in. I've seen it a few times. And I honestly cannot, re like, remember him in it. <laughs> There's a lot of people in that movie, though. Um, he also voiced uh, the giant in The Iron Giant. Um, he has this other movie series called The Chronicles of Riddick. I don't know what it is, but it's in his filmography a lot. And then he is the voice of Groot, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Always says, I am Groot. Wow. Um, fun fact, he also owns a video game company, which is why when you go through his filmography, there's a lot of video game voice acting in there. <laughs> Um, so that's Vin Diesel. Like, really, his entire career is the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> and this movie. The Pacifier. I and think this movie. <laughs> his most important role. His most important, obviously. This is the only movie I care about that he's in. This is the only movie of his I've seen. Um, so next top billing, which I was very surprised, I didn't realize she was so high up, is Lauren Graham, who plays the principal. I forgot Lauren Graham was in this movie. Um, I knew her in this movie before I knew her as Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> I forgot she was in this movie. I saw her and I was like, who is she in this movie? What? Yeah, well, it also doesn't help that she's supposed to be Vin Diesel's love interest, and yeah. they have no chemistry whatsoever. Again, that's, like, a D-line story. Like, we don't need that. There's a lot going on. There's no on. reason for it. And we don't need that. I swear to God, these two people have, like, never talked to each other before they said action. They have no chemistry, but the, and there's no need for it. Why? <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Lauren Graham is Lorelai Gilmore. I didn't watch Gilmore Girls until I was in college. Um, I knew of the show because I had friends who were, like, really obsessed with it when we were, like, 10, which I don't think they should have been watching when we were, like, 10. It was on ABC Family. It was on ABC school. Family. What are you going to do? Um, her other big role was Parenthood, uh, which I also, I yeah. never watched. Big fan. Um, but she's been in a bunch of stuff, uh, like All My Children, Third Rock from the Sun, Law and Order, just, like, one-off episodes. You, I'm sure you've seen, if you haven't seen her in one of these two things, you've seen her in other things. Uh, lately, she was in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, um, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers on yeah. Disney+. Plus. She's the mom and um, the coach. And she's a, she does voice for this children's show called Vampirina. 
She's in like 70 episodes of that. <laughs> wow. Um, Faith Ford, who plays the mom, she was a series regular in Murphy Brown, uh, and that's what she's most known for. Uh, she's also like been in one episodes of one things like Murder She Wrote, 90210, uh, Criminal Minds, stuff like that. Um, Brittany's- I also saw she had a show with Kelly Ripa. Yeah. Called Faith and Hope. Hope and Faith. Hope and Faith. <laughs> and she played Faith and Kelly Ripa played Hope. It was short. I think it lasted like a couple years. <laughs> that was funny. She looked familiar to me, but I couldn't figure out what I had seen her in. Uh, it, pro- it might have just been like your subconscious like from this movie. Probably. <laughs> um, she was in Beethoven's Fifth. Mm. I've seen the <laughs> Beethoven movies as well. Might have been that one. Um, Brittany Snow, who plays Zoe, uh, mm-hmm. mid two thousands queen. Oh yes. Um, she, you may have seen her in John Tucker Must Die. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Von Tussel in Hairspray. That's why I know her from. We'll get there. Um, she was in a few episodes of Gossip Girl. Uh, she was obviously in the Pitch Perfect movies. She played Chloe. Um, she was in a few episodes of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and she was in the movie Someone Great, which I cried at. <laughs> it's not a movie I would normally cry at, but I did. Um, and then we have Max Tyrio, who plays Seth. We already met him. And then we have Carol Kane. Carol motherfucking Kane, who plays Helga. It took me till the end of the movie to be like, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt! I was like, why do I know her? Uh, so Carol Kane, I feel like, is one of those actresses who just, like, never says no to a role. Which, like... Good for you. Like, make your money. I'm not judging. Uh, but she's been in so many things, so many movies. Um, like, one of her first big roles was in Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. She was she was in Annie Hall. You didn't know at the time, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, the very first Muppet movie. Iconic. Uh, wow. She was uh, part of the cast of Taxi, the TV show, uh, The Princess Bride, Scrooged. She played Grandma in Adam's Family Values. Um, I mostly know her as Miss Bagoli from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Um, she was most recently in the television series Gotham, and obviously she played Lillian in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Well, I kept seeing her, and I was like, she's an old woman, and she always uses that voice. Yep. <laughs> Run, <Wow>. Lillian! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> But I, I always know her as Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen just because, like, the way that she says things in that movie sticks out so much in my brain. Like, whenever she says, Eliza rocks. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> next, we have Brad Garrett, who plays the vice principal, who's obviously in Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, but he has, like, one of those voices, so he's done a lot of voice work. Uh, like, he was Eeyore in the Christopher Robin movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays the Easter Island statue in Night at the Museum, the, like, gum-gum-dum-dum one. Classic. Um, he voiced Gusto in Ratatouille. Um, he plays the Pufferfish in Finding Nemo. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, he was Dim in A Bug's Life and a whole bunch of other voice work. But, obvi- like, if you know, you probably know him from Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, Morgan York, who plays Lulu. Um, she was a child actress, mostly just like this movie, Cheaper by the Dozen, and Hannah Montana. Uh, she doesn't do acting anymore, now she's a fantasy writer, she shows up on my TikTok every yeah, now and then. Yeah, <laughs> she shows up on TikTok, and she explained how, like, um, what's it called? Like, the money you get from movies you did a long time ago works, which is really cool. Yeah. She, I saw a video of hers talking Royalty. about that, so, glad to support her. Um, Tate Donovan, who's briefly in this, he plays, uh, the dad. I know, he's another guy who's, like... He's got a familiar face. He's been in anything and everything. I know him as Joshua from Friends. 
um, who was a client of Rachel's whenever she was a personal shopper. Um, fun fact, he's also the original voice of Hercules. He didn't sing, but he voiced Hercules. Um, he's also been in Family Ties, Elliot McBeal, The O.C., Law & Order, Nancy Drew, we'll get there, Damages, the TV show, Argo, Masters of Sex, Manchester by the Sea, Law & Order, SVU, and Rocket Man. Um, and then, okay, this isn't really an important character. Her name is Anne Fletcher. She plays Liesel in The Sound of Music, this <laughs> production. Um, she directed... Uh, the original Step Up, 27 Dresses, The Proposal, Dumplin', and a few episodes of This Is Us. She was also a choreographer on She's All That, Bring It On, The Wedding Planner, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the musical episode, Like Mike, Catch Me If You Can, Down With Love, which is a movie that Abby told me to recently watch. It's literally, I'm not exaggerating, one of the best movies I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> Um, what else did she, what else did she choreograph? Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, Ice Princess, The Longest Yard, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Step Up, and Hairspray. And I thought I should mention this. One, because look at that list. Like, brilliant, fantastic, amazing. But Adam Shankman is the director. And so all of his choreography credits, uh, match hers. I'm guessing they're, like, friends. They're, like, work buddies. But he directed this movie. He also directed The Wedding Planner, A Walk to Remember, um, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Hairspray, uh, when I Look at You music video by Miley Cyrus and the Rock of Ages movie. So I thought that was fun. Uh, they both have incredible, incredible lists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All iconic. I just want to say I appreciate you both. I see you. I appreciate you. Um, and before I forget, there's one more person. Kyle Schmidt, who plays Scott. We already saw him in The Cheetah Girls and Alley Cat Strike. That's why he looks so familiar. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have two quick additions. They are background characters, but this movie was filmed in Canada. You want to know why I know? Because there are two actors who are both in Degrassi who are background characters. <laughs> filmed in Canada, confirmed. Uh, we'll see him in the movie. He's one of the, like, Boy Scout-like troop leader guys mm -hmm. or whatever. He's the main one. He plays Dallas uh, in Degrassi later on. It's, like, the like, third wave of Degrassi characters. And then also in class one time, we briefly see Drew Torres. So, there they are. Drew in Dallas. This was filmed in Canada. I tried to see if I could, could, could confirm that. Couldn't find it anywhere, but because there were two actors from Degrassi, I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, it was in Canada. There is one more background actor that I noticed, not from Degrassi, but I'll point it out whenever we get to that scene. Okay. <laughs> it's mostly just because I'm insane that I recognize this person. There we go. Okay, shall we start with, the way Vin Diesel says it, the pacifier! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the beginning of this movie, I don't remember the first time I saw this specifically, but I do remember it after seeing the scene. Because, like, the first, like, five or seven minutes is just, like, the Navy SEALs. Movie. It's yeah. really intense. Like, it's really good for a children's movie. Well, I'm like, am I, I in the right like, theater, like, trying to utilize Vin Diesel as much as they could? Yeah, but, like, like, it's really good. As a child, I was like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we start off with Lieutenant Shane Wolf leading the Navy SEALs on a rescue mission to rescue Professor Howard Plummer from Serbian rebels. Um... We see Howard is bound and gagged on a boat surrounded by jet skis and a helicopter flying overhead. So the Navy SEALs just get into the water and well, swim okay. out. First of all, <laughs> uh, Shane is just telling all of them their plan out loud on the yeah. beach. <laughs> just out loud, nothing. This hasn't been discussed prior, apparently. He's just giving them a refresher. He's not worried that anyone's going to hear it's them. It's been a long trip. 
<laughs> They've been awake for 72 they hours. Need, they need to establish exposition. It is the first minute of the movie. <laughs> I feel like we, we gotta just, know what's going on. We could have just jumped in. <laughs> I feel like if I was a child, I would have been even less. <laughs> As a child, I was like, can we skip this scene altogether? Oh, I like this I scene. I don't care. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the team swims out to the boat and uses these, like, they're not grenades, but they're, like, shooter thingies to, like, crack the electricity on the whole boat. Um, they cause, uh, Shane gets on a jet ski and, like, chases them around and causes them to run into each other because he's so talented on the jet ski. He flips onto the boat and frees Howard, um, and so they, it's, like, this whole rescue mission so back on the shore, there's helicopters waiting for them, and he's like, uh, can I call my wife first? Like, she thinks I'm dead. I've got, like, five kids. Look, here they are. They're really cute. And he's like, okay, but hurry the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, Howard opens his briefcase with a voice command, Zoe, Seth, Lulu, Peter, and Tyler, which are the names of his kids, so he can get his phone. Even though he opens it up, and the only thing in there is a picture of yeah. his children. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it's because... Oh, wait, I guess they hadn't... They haven't explained that yet. So, Shane gets on the gets on the helicopter, and he's like, we'll be leaving in a few minutes. He taps the pilot, and the pilot falls over. Supposed to, supposed to tell us that he's dead. Because then, Shane goes out of the helicopter and yells, Professor! And that's when he supposedly shot. I did not understand any of that when I, I did not get any of that when I was a kid. Well, okay, the pilot might not be dead. He might just be, like, passed out or whatever. Like, he could have just been knocked out. That's what I, I assumed. Because I, I remember asking my parents. I was like, why did he fall over? And they're like, he's dead. <laughs> he could have been passed out. That's what I think. And also, I don't think they shot him. I think they just, like, beat him up and he lost consciousness. Because he doesn't, like, walk like he's been shot. Like, where would he have been shot? I was thought he was, like, shot in, like, the chest or something. I don't think he would have been able to do what he does later in the movie if he was shot in the chest. Well, it's been two months. <laughs> two months? And you think he's able to do all that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so it's two months later. We're in the hospital. Shane has completely healed. But the Howard, Mr. Plummer, didn't make it. Yeah, also, he's, like, upset because he's, like, I should have been done with this quicker. He's, like, I've never left a man behind. Um, so we learned that, uh, Howard Plummer was working on this program that could scramble the launch codes of any country in the world, and he called it Ghost. Like, one pulse and the whole country will be unable to launch nuclear weapons, which I feel like should just be a universal thing that we put on all countries. How so about that we just get rid no of one nuclear has weapons? Nuclear weapons. No more nuclear weapons. <laughs> if only. In a perfect world. Truce. <laughs> no more. Can I, can, can I talk to someone? <laughs> Who can I, has anyone thought of this? Like, hey, maybe we just don't ever have nuclear weapons. Yeah, it's just like an Ali Ali Oxen free. Like, everyone agrees. No like, more. Back off, guys. Yeah. Uh, we're learning all of this from Shane's commander. Yes. Um, I call him commander the yeah, whole time. That's what I call him. Um, so he's like essentially like Shane's boss. Um, so the Serbians thought that Ghost was in Howard's briefcase. It wasn't. It was just a picture of his children. <laughs> yeah. And the whereabouts of Ghost are still unknown. Um, they have reason to believe that Ghost is in the plumber's household somewhere. Um, so the commander will be sending in Shane to watch over the household because Mom must go to Zurich and open Howard's safety deposit box. 
because there's maybe something there's, in there. We don't know what's in there, know. but Could it's something in there. Mm. And upon his death, she is the one who has to go and open it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Shane must watch the kids for a couple days and look for ghosts at the same time. Yeah, and uh, the widow is also worried because somebody has been like sneaking around the house and like somebody's broken in, and she's really concerned for their safety. That's why they need a Navy SEAL to babysit yes. them. But they don't tell the kids this, so oh, the kids no. yeah don't have an understanding as to the level of danger that they're actually in. And they're not confused as to why, again, a random Navy SEAL is watching them as opposed to, like, Grandma and Grandpa Yeah, it's been two months since Dad died. I feel like they probably know, because they also say that, like, he was out out of the country a lot, Mm -hmm. so I feel like they probably know Dad did some, like, high intelligence type of things, but, like, they don't know that, like, someone broke into the house. Because even Mom, she was like, no one was home. Yeah. And I didn't tell the kids, because I didn't want to scare them. Uh, so Shane arrives at the plumber house, um, Lulu answers the door and screams and closes the door in his face. Same. Um, mom, (laughs) mom answers the door, she lets him in and and introduces him to the family. So there's Lulu, who's about, like, nine or ten years old, Zoe, who's the oldest, she's a teenager, Seth is right after her, he's also a teenager, um, Peter, who's a toddler, maybe, like, two or three years old. Yeah, not old enough to be in school, apparently. Big age gap there. Yeah. Also, maybe too old to be wearing a diaper. I don't really know. Yeah. And then Tyler, who's a baby. And then Helga, who is, like, their, like, nanny slash housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mom says that uh, she's talking to Shane, sort of, like, giving him the rundown. Zoe and Seth have been taking their dad's death the hardest, obviously, as they are, like, teenagers and have known him the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also introduced to Gary the duck, the pet duck. Um, so, um, Shane starts setting up security around the house, like, cameras, wires, alarms, etc., the whole nine yards. Yeah, so, Mom is leaving, everyone is outside, she's going to the taxi, she's saying goodbye to the kids, she tells them to listen to Shane, um, and then she's just like, yeah, like, okay, bye, that's it. She says she'll only be back in, she'll be back in two days, so Shane shouldn't have to be there long. Yeah. Uh, so then that night, Shane hears, like, this screaming, like, this really loud noises, like, I don't know, all these sounds. It's a video game, if you know anything, a, a video game. But he goes and freaks out. Lulu is playing this video game. And then he sees all the chaos going on. Like, Peter is standing in the fish tank. No one does anything about that. Uh... The nanny is trying to get a bottle for Tyler, and the older kids are, like, talking on the phone, doing other stuff. So, uh, again, Shane is like, we need some discipline around here, but no one really cares. Then he hears, like, a little beeping at the, uh, security system that he's installed. So he goes outside, and he sees someone trying to, like, climb up the wall, like, trying to get into the house. Turns out it's Zoe's boyfriend, uh, but he, like, tackles him, and he's like, what are you doing? There's this whole big alarm going off. He never decides to turn it off, even after he, like, sees who it is. So the neighbors come out, and they're, like, yelling, and he's like, oh, sorry about that, and they're like, can you just turn the alarm off? (laughs) Yeah, so he turns the alarm, and Zoe is obviously frustrated that this stranger just attacked her boyfriend. Um, she's like, come on, like, let's go inside. He's like, no, 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 you gotta drop and give me 20. So Scott pulls out his wallet to give him 20 bucks. I thought that was hilarious. My parents, I remember, like, my parents (laughs) laughing about that. I thought that was funny. no, I mean 20 push-ups. So Scott actually (laughs) gets down and starts doing 20 push-ups while Shane counts them off. While Zoe's, like, yelling at him. Well, yeah, and then Scott has to leave. Zoe, like, does the whole, like, you're ruining my life thing. You're not my dad. She tries to, like, kick him in the balls, but he catches her leg and then, like, twists it around and, and makes her go into her room and is yeah. basically, like, you're grounded. 
Yeah. Again, I thought that was funny as a kid. Yeah. The one thing that I I don't necessarily like about this movie is how, how like, the way that Zoe's character is written. It's very, like... It's very, like, stupid and stereotypical. Like, you see her on the phone, like, oh my god, no she didn't. No she didn't. And then this, she's like, I need to go to the mall and buy this new halter top on sale. Like, this movie <laughs> was very much written with Vin Diesel as the star. Like, yeah. it's all from his point of view. Yeah. Like, they could have done a lot with, like, the older kids grieving their dad. They do a little died. bit. Like, I feel like it's, like, a they little do bit. more, like, more than they could have. Or they could have just, like, written it off. I don't know. I feel like... It would have been better if they would have gone into it more. And also, like, very, very high points, but also, like, some very low points. Yeah, and also, I, yeah, it's like sometimes they acknowledge it and they're like, oh, this is a very big thing that has happened. Your father is dead, blah, 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 blah. And then other times they're just like, well, it was two months ago, so get over it, kids. Like, yeah, there, like, there's one scene, we'll get to it, where, like, Zoe finally, like, breaks down. And I'm like, oh, I forgot that, like, their dad died. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very much like, oh. Like, it's very much a children's movie. Yeah. But because they set it up around the fact that their dad died, they sort of gloss it over. Yeah. Um, so, let's see, where were we? Oh, um, uh, Shane passes by uh, Helga putting Peter to bed. And we get a brief glimpse of the Peter Panda dance. We will come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shane wakes the family up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. They're all angry. Um, down at breakfast, he gives them all these tracking device bracelets with panic buttons in he the middle. He says his famous quote, which he said at the beginning of the movie to fucking U.S. Navy SEALs, it's my way, no highway option. Yeah, I never really understood that. <laughs> no highway. It's my way or the highway. But no I, highway option. I, oh, oh, oh. oh, so it's only his way, no, or the high. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I really never understood that until just now. Um. Anyway, there's these panic buttons in the middle of the bracelet, and he's like, "If you touch them, you're dying or you're dead." And so he's giving people their. He's like, "I'm not going to be here long enough to remember your name. So you're red leader. You're red one." And he's like, "Where's the older boy?" <laughs> this is one. <laughs> We zoom in on Carol Kane, and she goes, she, she's, we don't, I don't remember what, I think she's from, supposed to be from Czechoslovakia, yes, so she has she this is. accent. So she goes, he walks like Dracula, but footsteps silent, like death. <laughs> it's so dramatic for no reason, <laughs> and it's dead silent for a second, and Zoe's just like, he's in his room. <laughs> like, <laughs> why was that in there? I, again, I think it was supposed to be funny, but, like... I think it's hilarious! I don't think it's funny. <laughs> like, why? I wonder if Carol King improv that. Carol King, wait, that's her name. Carol, Carol Kane. King. I called her Carol King, sorry. Yeah. I wonder if she improv that, and they were like, let's just keep it for shits and gigs. <laughs> so, Shane goes upstairs, and he's like, he's calling him Red 2, because he has not memorized his name. So he's, like, banging on Seth's door. He's like, open up, open up, open up. Seth won't open up. So he completely kicks the door down, and that's when Seth opens the door to the bathroom. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he's very mad. Uh, uh, Shane's just like, whatever. Zoe and Seth have a little, like, sidebar where they're like, okay, we gotta get rid of him. This is too much. Yeah. We also see uh, Shane looks up Helga. She was Miss Czechoslovakia in 1978. Good for her. Love that. Yeah, and now but she's... also I don't know if Czechoslovakia existed in 1978. I think it did. Did it? It stopped existing in the 90s. Mm. I, I don't, don't know when it started existing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we we played that. Trivial Pursuit, and it's like made 
I don't know. It must have been made in, like, the 80s sometime. It was my parents' game. They gave it to us. Because it'll ask questions about countries that are no longer called whatever they were called yeah. then. We once had a question where it's like, on what day will a new millennium begin? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what day will January 1st, the year 2000, be? <laughs> um, so then we get a brief scene of Lulu. She is annoyed at Peter because... He uh, likes to put on a blanket and pretend to be a ghost. And she's like, I'm not scared. She tells Shane, because, uh, she's like, I'm not scared of it. I'm just annoyed. Like, he heard Daddy say that there was a ghost in the house. And ever since then, he puts on this, uh, like, sheet to be a ghost and, like, try to scare me. So Shane, for a second, is like, hmm. Ghost. Hmm, ghost what, in what the house. Um, so then we briefly see Zoe and Seth put, like, oil on the steps for Shane to trip and fall. Even though he's, like, a literal Navy SEAL, I feel like tripping down the stairs isn't gonna do anything to him. <laughs> but it doesn't matter anyway, because Helga falls, and completely fall. this older woman completely yeah. falls down the stairs. She probably would have broken a hip. Like, wh- what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> um, so it's supposed to be, like, a funny thing. Um, we briefly cut to Mom and Shane's commander at Zurich at the bank. Um, and it turns out in order to access the safety deposit box, uh, she has to give a password that she doesn't know. Um, so then we cut back where Helga is quitting because they, all the kids just put oil on the stairs and she fell down. Um, while this is happening, mom is calling Shane to tell her that she's going to be a bit longer than expected. And while he's on the phone, we have this sort of like fight between Shane and Helga because he's like, you can't leave. Like, I don't know how to take care of children. But yeah, she's like, he's just trying you. to keep her from leaving while also being on the phone. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Carol Kane very much holds her own against Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's very impressive. <laughs> Like, physically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, she ends up uh, getting into the taxi and leaving. Yeah, and Mom on the phone says that she'll be there longer than expected. And he's she like, it's password. fine, everything's fine. Yeah. Um, so then we get this brief scene of um, Lulu going up to Shane, and she's like, Zoe says you look like a gorilla, but I think you're cute. And she's just, like, being a kid. And then yeah, she, she's, and- she's asking him a bunch of questions, and then she's like, why are your boobs so big? <laughs> I thought that was so funny as a kid. And then he's like, the- also, this is the best acting Vin Diesel does in this movie, in my opinion. The look that he gives her, he's like, I don't have boobs. He's like, they're not boobs. <laughs> I, I remember watching this as a kid, and I was like, well, what are they called then? <laughs> and I've also- never heard the term Pecs before, and like, also, when I'm, like, 10 years like, old. She's like, do you think my boobs will be as big as yours someday? <laughs> like, do you have to wear a bra? <laughs> this was and, comedic genius as a And kid. this is based on the fact that he's just, like, so muscular that he's <laughs> just ripped. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like, as a child, I'm like, that's, like, if they're, like, I know they're not boobs, but what are they called? <laughs> like, pecs were not just, like, thrown around. <laughs> which I feel like we should be. Because... <laughs> I should know that. Um, But it turns out this scene was based on, like, an actual interaction between Morgan York, the actress, and Vin Diesel. She went up to him and she's like, you're cute. And he's just like, uh. Uh, Yeah, so then he's like, okay, again, not knowing how to interact with kids at all. He's like, why don't we go nappy poo, Betty bye. And then she's like, disrespectful. And to think I was interested in you and slams her (laughs) door. She's like, I am not five, I am (laughs) ten. Exactly. Amazing. We love, we love a girl boss. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, Shane feeds the kids, like, uh, 
de-moisturized, like, Navy SEAL breakfast. I think they're called MREs, meals ready to eat. I think that's what they are. I don't know. But yeah, they're like the dehydrated, like, food things. Dehydrated, that's the word I was looking for. Are (laughs) de-moisturized. I could not think of it. Yeah. They're dehydrated, like, food packets. Because, again, he doesn't know how to exist. All he's ever known is the military, we assume. Yeah. So... Uh, we briefly hear, uh, before he goes to the Plummer house, how his dad was also, like, a military man. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we get so far. Yeah. Um, so, during breakfast, the vice principal calls the home to say that if Zoe and Seth are late again, they're both suspended, and once they get to school, they must immediately go to the office. Mm-hmm. So, Shane packs the minivan and drives like a madman to school so that they're, they're not late. Uh, they make it to the office as the bell rings, and Vice Principal Murney introduces himself with this little speech. So he introduces himself to Shane, and he's like, the name's Murney. My friends call me Little Puppet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, if, you know, if you've ever seen Brad Garrett, he's like a six-foot-tall man with, like, the deepest voice you've ever heard. Also, this entire scene, he's, like, doing that, like, macho thing where he's like, oh, you got some big arms, some big tree trunks yeah. coming out of you. But he's, like hitting on him the entire time, too. <laughs> Honestly, I'm rooting for them to get together more Murdy than I am. Murdy is gay. <laughs> Murdy and Shane should get together. Well, Enemies to lovers. They set it up. They set Enemies it up. to lovers. They set it up at the end. We're gonna write the fan fiction. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. <laughs> um, so... We learned that Seth has skipped wrestling practice every single day, and Zoe has missed 23 out of 24 driver's ed classes. He starts getting angry, just, like, telling Shane about how terrible Zoe and Seth are. He says that they are the worst students in the school. This is two months after their dad died? No no administrator should ever say that about any children. Well, then Lauren Graham appears. I don't remember what her- I call her principal. Yeah, she's the principal. Uh, and she's like, um, this is not your school- and she's like, um, sorry about that, like, because, like, it's your first day. Uh, like, Mrs. Plummer told me the whole situation. Like, yeah, I'll well, the kids go, go yeah. get dismissed. And She's like, Mrs. Plummer told me everything. Like, I know that it's, like, more dangerous than she's letting the kids on. So I'll, like, go easy on you. <laughs> and also, I know that their dad just died two months ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also we also learned that she was in the Navy, too. Oh, my God. Oh, I think I'm in. <laughs> Um, and Shane... But also, I love her way of describing it. She's like, they paid for my college, so, yeah. (laughs) Now I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, now I have a master's, and I'm (laughs) principal of this really nice school. (laughs) Um, and so Shane is like, oh, like, nice to know. Do you mind if I, like, stay here throughout the day and just, like, keep an eye on them? Uh, And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Um... So we get this little, like, tiny little montage of Shane just, like, watching the kids during school. Like, Zoe's at cheerleading practice, Lulu is in class, um, and Peter, I guess, never goes to school, because he's always there, too. He's a toddler. I I think he's too young. I guess. Um, so that's when we see outside, uh, there's just, like, always a bunch of people outside. I think there's, like, a public park that's, like, part of the school. (laughs) Yeah, they're at a park that's, like, right by the school. Yeah, I think it's, like, part of, uh, they might not own it, but they probably use it a lot. Uh, that's what our high school did. <laughs> um, so, he sees Seth getting jerked around by the wrestling team and the vice president, uh, principal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Shane goes over to, like, try and, like, break it up, and the vice principal is like, mm, I think I could beat you in a wrestling match, what do you say? And Shane is like, I'm on duty, no. Um, after he, uh, they sort of back off, Seth is angry that, uh, Shane intervened. He's like, I can take care of myself. Yeah. 
Um, so he goes off, and that's when... Later, uh, they're still in the park. I guess he just sits there all day and waits for school to get let out. Yeah. Because he's still sitting in the park. The principal comes over, and Tyler is crying. He's the baby. Uh, but as they're, like, having this conversation, the, uh, emergency button has been set off on one of the kids' tracking devices. And so... Uh, Shane is just like, okay, here, principal, watch these children. Gotta go. <laughs> he runs off and he's and driving. This is, this is after he's like, he's like, do you know how to change a diaper on a baby? Would you want to do it? And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he drives off trying to figure, find where it is. Uh, he goes into a sewer because that's where the device is leading him. And then he finds that it has just been left in the sewer. With he literally a jumps says, into like, shit water. Yeah. Because that's where like the light from the buttons were, be- were beeping. And he comes up, and there's, like, a note that says, ha-ha, that's attached to the bracelets. So he comes home completely covered in shit. Yeah. Uh, the principal has been there watching the children. Yeah, well, because she's a good pr- <laughs> She could have called CPS. Right. <laughs> and she knows that, like, bad people are out to get them. Yeah. Um, and so she leaves. Shane goes to take a shower. And after he comes down in nothing but a towel, he finds... Which, why would he do in general with his family, with, like, young children who he doesn't know? I don't know. Uh, but Lulu's firefly meeting is in the dining room, which is just like this movie's Girl Scouts. Yeah. Um, we learned that Mom is Lulu's uh, troop's den mother, and sh- uh, they have to sell cookies. And none of the kids can go home because everyone's parents go out on meeting nights. Well, she said it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's so often. Yeah, three times a week. <laughs> Um, so Shane takes them to a Costco. Yeah, he to, reluctantly agrees to be the yeah. inter... In, I don't know the word. I Interim. Don't know. Yes. Dead mother. Yes. Uh, so he shops with Tyler and Peter while the troop sells cookies outside. Um, and that's when the Boy Scouts approach. It's a very funny, like, intro. <laughs> like, all we get is, like, the girls, like, looking fearful and then, oh, no, they're back. And then, like, the, like, little cowboy, like, like, whistle. And then, like, the Boy Scouts so menacingly. Ooh, yeah. Um, so they approach and they immediately just start like making fun of all them and they're like, go away, this is our territory. We want to sell raffle tickets. And they like stomp on all their cookies. And- they take her ascot and like take it away from her. Yeah. And then they ruin their booth and they're like, get out of here. So the girls run off and they're scared. So this is whenever uh, Lulu presses her emergency button and uh, Shane has already, like, kind of seen what's going on. So he goes over to where she is, and he's like, why would you press the emergency button? This is an emergency. She's like, they ate our cookies. <laughs> and he's like, get over it. Um, so then the girls tell them that he, he has to take them to get dinner. And he's like, well, where do you normally go to dinner? And they basically go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I don't know who's paying for all this. I hope uh, all their parents sent them along with money, because that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we get, like, Shane at Chuck E. Cheese, ha 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 and so they're on the way back, and that's when Shane realizes he forgot Peter. He left Peter at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, so he has to go back and, and get Peter, uh, the restaurant is, like, s- sort of closing down, they find Peter in the ball pit. So Luckily, he- people forget their kids there all the time, so it's no big deal. Yeah, so he picks up Peter out of the ball pit, Peter's missing his diapers, he has to go back in and get it, ha, ah, it's so funny, potty humor. Hmm. <laughs> Um, so they come home to find that Zoe threw a party. Uh, she, but from her, like, uh, like, background conversation, we learned that she didn't want it to be this big. Scott sort of let the party get out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I asked. Is it still, like, the first day of school? Like, was it, is it still Monday? 
I think so, because this is a very long day. Uh, Shane walks in, tells everyone the party is over, and but they can't leave. They have to help clean up before they leave. That's yeah. whenever Scott tries to, like, get out before everyone else, and Shane, like, specifically gets him and stops him and is like, you're not getting out of this. Yeah, um, that's when, so there's someone, I don't know how all, all their DVDs <laughs> got messed up, but there's I think teenager, she's alphabetizing the DVDs. Yeah, there's a teenager putting DVDs back on the shelf, and that's when we see sort of like, what looks like a burnt CD yeah. in, a, in a plastic case that just says ghost on it. So Shane takes it, and then he looks at, he, he's in front standing, of a window. He's standing back to the window, like, arms stretched out, holds it up in front of his face, so then we can see, like, from, like, a camera spy shot that there's people looking in on the window, and they can see that he has something called ghost in his hand. Before he puts it in his cargo short pocket, cargo (laughs) pant pocket. Very secure. Um, so Zoe afterwards yells at Shane for, like, ruining her party. She's like, all my friends are gonna hate me, and he's like, those people aren't your friends. They don't have respect for you. They don't have respect for your house. And she's like, and he's like, you don't have respect for yourself. Yeah, and then that's when she's like, you're not our dad. We hate you and you hate us. And then she's like, don't worry. Once your mom returns, I'm out of here. And then two people break into the house. And so. Literal ninjas. Yeah. And so Shane is like, go in the room, protect yourselves. I'll get rid of them. And he fights them all off. Um, yeah, he, made, a, he just, like, fights off these two ninjas, because, like, as we know, they saw him holding Ghost. Yeah, so it's this long, drawn-out scene. They're in, like, the children's room for a lot of it, and yeah, we so think... he's, like, fighting with, like, the children's toys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we think at one point he would, like, unmask them or something. No, he doesn't. They get out before he's able to. I, they put up a good fight, maybe. <laughs> he has both of them down at certain points, but he has to, instead of, like, when he knocks the one down, he goes to check on the other instead of unmasking the one. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he takes the kids out of the room, and at this point the kids sort of realize how dangerous the situation is. Well, yeah, like, Lulu immediately hugs him, and the rest of them are even, like, huddled around him, and they're like, thank you for protecting us. he's really here. Yeah. Um, so, (laughs) they're all gathered around the computer to look at the ghost program, but it turns out whenever they put the CD in, it's just ghost the DVD burned on a CD. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, oh, wow, like, that was really scary, and they're like, I, he's like, I will agree to, like, help you if you agree to cooperate with me, and we can keep each other safe. So mm-hmm. they're like, sounds like a plan, let's go. Um, so Zoe, we briefly see Zoe in driver's ed, she completely, <laughs> she completely wrecks the minivan, she's, like, go, trying to, like, go through no, the No, the driver's ed car. <laughs> yeah, she hits all of them, and then, like, while she's driving, she's like, oh my god! a bee and so then she like completely like like ruins the the van and i've always been scared of this <laughs> if i was like learning how to drive I was like, what if there's like a bee in the car like i would freak out too just press the brake <laughs> <laughs> um so then we're in the principal's office because zoe wrecked the car um, and then, this is but, where- But, th- more concerning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is my favorite scene It's just brushed over so quickly. <laughs> okay, so, we learned that Seth has bleached his hair. Well, yeah, they act like that's the big deal Which, at, at first, first, doesn't seem concerning. But then we learned that the vice, vice principal, Murney, found a Nazi armband a swastika's locker. Yeah, a swastika Whatever I watched this movie, I did not know what that, like, I had never, I yeah, did I not didn't know, know that. that. I remember yeah. asking my parents, I was like, why is that bad? And they were like, it means Nazi. I, I was like nine years old. Like, we, were, we weren't learning about the Nazis yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. So, it, and so both, like, because 
whenever we see the vice principal freaking out, we're, we think, like, oh, like, it's not that big of a deal because he freaks out about them. And we see that, like, uh, the principal is sort of, like, the level-headed one. But even she's, like, this is a little concerning. Well, yeah. Shane <laughs> tries to, like, stick up for him. And I'm, like, hey, hey, what are we doing here? You have a bald head. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, like, you have bleached hair. And we found a Nazi armband. And <laughs> they're just kind of brush over it. No one, instead of just asking, like, why do you have this? They just don't until later. Well, it also, the principal also says that they've tried to get Zeph and Zoe to go to counseling over the past couple months, but they won't open up. And she's just like, she asked Shane, she's like, what do you try to talk to them? <laughs> and that's how the whole situation is handled. That Seth could possibly be a fucking Nazi. I simply would not open up to the Marine, who or the, the Navy <laughs> SEAL, who has taken over my house. Yeah, so then we, so, like, outside the school, Shane is like, hey, Seth, and Seth turns around, he's like, what do you want me to say? I only joined the wrestling team because my dad wanted me to, and then he storms off. And again, it's like, a, um, another, like, you're not my dad type moment. Yeah, so, at home, we we see that Shane sort of finds Seth sneaking out. He was able to, like, disable the alarm. He sees him, like, running across the street, um, and he follows him on a bike. So he chases the bus on, like, Lulu's pink little bike, and we see that Shane is meeting these bald white kids in an alley who are also wearing Nazi armbands. Again. <laughs> who wrote this movie? <laughs> this would not happen. Why would they do that? Also, yeah, yeah, whatever. So they go into a building, and Shane follows them in there, and then we see this sort of flamboyant man go... Okay, all my Nazis are finally here. And then we see Seth sing You Are 16 Going on 17. Seth is not a Nazi. He is Rolf in a community production of The Sound of Music. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up quickly. But also, listen, for many reasons this would not happen. They would not give those costumes to them ahead of time. They would lose them. You know, you were on costume crew. We were not trusted with anything. No, you had to return your costumes at the end of the night. Exactly. Also, why would they be wearing them outside? That why is a huge have the no no. Armband Absolutely in his not. No, exactly. That would not have happened. <laughs> and also, why didn't he just say, I'm in a production of The Sound of Music? He couldn't say so because his dad wanted him to be on the wrestling team and when his dad just died, he couldn't, he never opened up. I feel like. Tough. Clearing your name of being a Nazi is much more important than not wanting to admit that you are in a musical. Listen, I've never been through a grief that intense. I, I don't know. Everyone grieves differently. Yeah, but, uh, but like, when you say it out loud, like, I tweeted this once, I was like, remember the pacifier when they thought he was a Nazi, but he was just secretly in the sound of music? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, looking back, it's... <laughs> I can't, sorry. Shane just watches Seth sing, and he's having a great time. He's like, wow, he's pretty good. Yeah, by the way, Seth is, like, 16, and Liesl, who I mentioned before, and Fletcher, Fletcher, an icon, she's, like, 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, she's much older. <laughs> she's not 16. Um, but anyway, they have this little move where he's, like, sort of, like, leading Liesl along this bench. He's supposed to, like, He does, like, a little lift And spin thing. her, but he always falls. He keeps falling. Because she's falls. an adult woman and he's a teenage boy. Yeah, so the director gets mad that he can't get this move right and quits. 
Well, there's also everything else is going wrong, so he decides to just quit. It's one week before opening. Yeah, and so Seth is very disappointed whenever Shane comes up, and he's like, like, hey, you're doing good. Like, I like this. He's like, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. (laughs) Yeah, and so Shane's like, fine, I'm the director now. (laughs) Yeah, Shane's like, hey, like, you're pretty good. And I saw The Sound of Music when I was a kid. Fun times. Not, which I really like. Like, Shane is, like, obviously meant to be, like, this, like, macho man who doesn't know anything about taking care of kids. Uh, But it's never, um presented like he's this way because he's a man he's he's presented this way because he's a navy seal and it's all he's ever known it's just like order it's not like masculinity exactly and that's one thing that i do really like about this movie um and seth so they're like having like this little moment seth is like yeah like i really like musical theater and shane's like cool good for you i like that for you Mm -hmm. and then seth goes do you think girls will think i'm weird and shane goes (laughs) I think they probably already do. <laughs> Which, yes. <laughs> not that it's, I'm not trying to discourage any of you out there from doing musical theater, but. <laughs> um, yeah, so Shane, so Shane, on top of trying to protect this family from international terrorists and trying to, like, keep these children alive, he's like, I'm gonna direct this musical. Yep. <laughs> um, so later that night, um, uh, Shane is trying to get Peter to go to sleep, and Seth is like, you gotta do the Peter Panda dance, I'll write it out for you. Again, we don't see it just yet, mm-hmm. we just got a little snippet, yeah. move forward. Um, Shane has Zoe drive the family to school. Uh, she is able to get them there alive. Yeah, whenever they get there, th- again, this was something I thought was so fucking funny as a kid, whenever they get there, Same. Lulu gets out of the car, she, like, gr- runs to the ground, and is like, LAND! <laughs> I thought that was so funny, and as a kid, whenever, like, my brother drove Oh my god, Sam, I did that I did that! <laughs> I thought it was so clever, my but they didn't get it. My sister was not a bad driver, but yeah. I was like, oh my god, I'm so funny. Yeah. No one else got it. it no was one else funny. laughed, because it wasn't funny. <laughs> but they didn't get the reference. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so, the principal tells Shane that, uh, the kids are getting better. She's like, oh, like, I've noticed an improvement in Seth and Zoe. It's probably, like, the next day. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, yeah, she's just like, and he's I like, think, you look nice today. Yeah, this is the most <laughs> flirting that they fucking do. <laughs> um, so the vice principal brings Seth to Shane outside because he found Seth practicing his choreography to no music under the bleachers, <laughs> and he's like, he's going crazy, like, this kid is one, like, he doesn't say this, but he's implying, he's like, this kid's, like, one snap away from, like, shooting up the school, basically. Yeah. But Shane knows that he's just practicing his 16 going on 17 choreography. Yeah, and that's whenever Seth finally sticks up for himself, he's like, I quit wrestling, you suck, I hate this, I'm in a musical, and I'm having fun. Yeah, and that's when uh, the vice principal's like, mm, you're in a musical, that's what happens when there's no man of the house and Seth goes there is a man of the house and it is me motherfucker he doesn't say that it's a PG rated movie yeah <laughs> um so Shane is like gets sick and tired of Mernie literally bullying children and yeah. so he's like hey you wanted to wrestle we'll fucking wrestle yeah today after school <laughs> in the gym yeah so rumor spreads quick around the school because these kids are passing around a note that says Mernie getting his butt kicked three <laughs> o'clock so there's this whole crowd in the gym ready to see this um, wrestling match between their vice principal and this Navy SEAL that's watching these two kids, that's supervising these two children whose parents, whose mom is out of town and whose dad is dead. Yeah. <laughs> who's been watching their Quite school. Quite spectacle. Who's been watching their school every day, who they've seen, like, outside with binoculars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't understand, because all the kids have signs, and they're cheering for Mernie. Who them, likes him? Some of them aren't. So many, I saw. One of them has a sign that says John 3.16. I saw that, too. (laughs) 
Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, John 3.16, I don't know it word for word, but it's like, for God loved his only son. For God so loved the world that he would he sacrifice his, his only, only son. Yeah. And have eternal life. He is a I don't understand what that has to do with sports. I think it's just supposed to be funny. No, but, like, people do that at sporting events, and yeah. I don't know why. I'm just trying to spread the good word of the Lord. Why? <laughs> and why was it on Forever 21 bags? Why? Tim Tebow once wrote, like, a Bible verse on his, um, uh, black lines under his eyes. <laughs> just trying to spread the good word of the Lord. Okay. We had a vacation Bible school called John 316, so every time I hear it, I, <laughs> I don't remember any of the words besides, like, John 316. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so the vice principal uh, arrives in his, what do, what do they call those wrestling leotards? Unitards? I think there's a word for it, but it's a unitard. Yeah. So it's funny because Brad Garrett's like 6'7". Think of Rowley from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Less iconic though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he starts like going after, like move after move after move after Shane. And Shane is giving minimal effort, but still beating Mernie. Um, he's, like, doing all these moves, um, he's like, now listen up, kids, everyone watch, like, you're not supposed to do that, as he's, like, holding Mernie in, like, a, a headlock, um, and then he eventually, uh, like, takes Mernie's arm and, like, uh, turns it, turns his hand around and sticks his finger in his mouth, and that's where we get the pacifier! <laughs> <laughs> and then he pins Mernie, and the whole crowd erupts, Mernie got beat, ha 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 Everyone goes wild! So then, mm. we get a montage. We do. To the anthem by oh, Good Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. It is so good. It is what? the only reason I know this song. What was the obsession with early 2000s family movies with having some sort of, like, punk, not even punk, but just, like, rock, Listen, rock song? when we go to Evo Night, I only know half the songs because of yeah. 2000s family movies. Every other time she's like, this was in Cheaper by the Dozen. This was in Yours, Mine, and Ours. This was in The Pacifier. It's so bad! <laughs> so then we get, But like, the, something about the juxtaposition, it's done really well. Like, I love it so much. Yeah. So then, like... We get this, like, little montage of, like, Shane and the family, like, getting to know each other better, becoming friends, cooperating, and, like, the children getting better, you know, like, with the traumatization of their dad's death and being hunted down by international terrorists. Um, so, um, another thing that I sort of like, um, when we talk about, like, gender roles, so Shane is teaching the Fireflies self-defense, like, it was never once an option where he's like, oh, I'm gonna teach Seth these wrestling moves so he can get better, uh, I'm going to direct Seth in a musical, and I'm going to teach Lulu and all of her friends self-defense. Well, that's mostly because of the fucking Boy Scouts who keep terrorizing them. Yeah, so she teaches, he teaches them self-defense. Zoe's getting better at driving. Um, Seth is thriving in the musical. Um, and then we, the whole time, it's, this is the anthem for all your hands up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we finally get to see... The Peter Panda dance. The full thing? The full Peter Panda dance. Mm -hmm. So, in order to get Peter Panda to go to sleep, Shane must perform the whole dance. And it starts with, I'm going to sing this whole thing. When you're down and low, lower than the floor, and you think that you don't got a chance, bum bum, don't make a move till you're in the group. And then, like, you jump to, you jump a little bit and do the Peter Panda dance. And then you hop three times like a kangaroo, side step twice just like the crabs do, three steps forward, one step back, quick like a turtle, lie on your back. Roll like a log till you can't no more. Jump like there ain't no floor. Hold your breath. Jump to the left. And that's the Peter Panda dance. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So then, 
Uh, Shane tucks Peter into bed, and he says, Good night, Peter Panda. And Peter responds with, Good night, Daddy. And that's never talked about again. (laughs) It made me so sad as a kid. Well, and, like, the thing is, like, he's so young that he didn't really remember his dad. He wasn't around a lot, and he doesn't really understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So he, like, he associates this with his dad. It's very sad. It's sad, and it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to the Fireflies are selling cookies at Costco again. The Boy Scouts approach, but the Fireflies are prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lulu takes on the head Boy Scout. She... (laughs) grabs his ascot and pulls it off from around his neck, ties his hands together, and, like, sort of just, like, drags him from side to side. (laughs) And then all the other girls start going after the Boy Scouts by themselves to the point where they take all of their ascots and tie them against the poles outside Costco. (laughs) Not once does any adult who passes by be like, hey... What's going on here? Yeah, well, Shane sees what's happening on, like, the security cameras outside, so he goes outside, and he's just proud of them. He doesn't even, like, honestly say reprimand them. I don't think he even unties the boys. It's just like, you no. know what you deserve. <laughs> They've also stuffed their mouth with cookies. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're like, your cookies are so gross, and so they're like, eat it! Eat the cookies! <laughs> um, so then we cut to back in Switzerland. Mom has been guessing the password for two weeks. Hello? <laughs> I think at a certain point they'd be like, okay, we have other clients. We have other things we have to do. You can't just keep coming back. Yeah, so finally she realized, so she's like been guessing things that are like related to her husband. She's like, Gary the Duck. <laughs> yeah. Finally she realizes it is the inscription on her wedding ring. And she says, is it my angel? And they're like, yes, it is my angel. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Finally. <laughs> So they open the safety deposit box, and it is a two-prong key. So then we cut back to this little moment where Shane finds Zoe crying on the balcony. And this is at the point where Zoe finally opens up to Shane. Um, She's like, it's been really hard. Like, I am, like, the oldest, like, trying to keep it brave for my four other siblings. It's been really hard. And that's when Shane is like, you know, my mom left when I was a kid. And, uh, my dad basically just sent me off to a military school and then died. So that's where we sort of, like, learned why Shane is the way he is. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, you know, and I thought for a long time that it wasn't okay to be sad, and then I had to be brave like you, but, like, it's okay to feel that way. Again, a sort of other, like, gender role switching, like, he's this big macho guy, and he's like, hey, it's okay to cry. (laughs) Well, and he's also like, you are putting too much pressure on yourself. Like, you cannot be strong for your entire family. You are 16. Yeah. (laughs) And so she, like, starts crying, and they have just, like, a little moment, and she's like, I miss my dad. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to a phone call, and it's mom, and she's coming home tomorrow. So the family has this nice little moment, and like, oh, like, we should do something special for mom to come home. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll do this, like, nice little thing. And we briefly see that Shane is, like, he's happy for them, but he also looks kind of sad because he's realizing that his time with them is, like, coming to an end. Yeah, so later that night, Shane goes out to the garage, and he sees uh, Gary gets, like, stuck in a grate that's in the garage. And so underneath this grate, it's sort of, like, this secret entryway to an underground tunnel that he finds. the commander told him to, like, be looking for stuff while he's there. What has he been doing? I mean, I guess everything for the family. I guess that's why he didn't have time to do his mission, but... Yeah. Um, so we see that the next morning he calls his commander and he's like, listen, like, I found a vault. I went all the way down there, but it needs, like, some sort of two-prong key. And the commander's like, oh, well, guess what? Um, but as he's saying this, again, we also get, like, a spy shot from the bushes of whoever's been, like, watching them is watching them. Yeah. Um, and then Shane sort of, uh, gives this little, 
uh, thing to the kids. He's like, so, like, with your mom coming and me finding this, like, it means that I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be leaving you soon. And we see Lulu get very sad. Um, so then we see Mom arrive back home. So she's about to walk through the door with the commander, and she's like, oh, like, the place is probably a mess. Like, Zoe and I had a huge fight. But she walks in, and all of us, like, the sound of music starts playing. <laughs> yeah. Like, the hills are alive. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not Julie Andrews. No, it's some, like, children's chorus or something. Um, the house is, like, spotless, and she sees, like, a program for the show with, like, Seth and the cast list. Um, she walks into the living room, and, like, the kids have a banner that's, like, welcome home, and they're all so happy, and they reunite, um, and so Shane takes the commander outside to show him the grate and the underground tunnel, and he, and the commander's like, oh, like, you've done such a good job, like, your next assignment, you can go anywhere in the world, and Shane's like, mm, uh, about that, listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when the neighbors- The chuns. What? The chuns. The chuns. The neighbors show up, and they're like, uh... You gotta show us down to the vault, guys. They have guns. They have guns. It's them. They're North Korean. Mm. Uh, It's 2005. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They've been evil. They were the ninjas that attacked them. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been watching them the whole time. They hold them at gunpoint. And so Shane is, uh, like, sort of, like, held at gunpoint. Then he goes, now! And he fights them off. But then... The commander knocks him out with a gun. Oh no! He's the commander's working. in on it. He's working for North Korea. Ah. Uh. Uh. So, um, the Chuns and the commander tie up the family. Mr. Chun stays with the kids while the commander and Mrs. Chun and mom go down to the vault. Um, so they open up the vault, and what opens up to them is sort of this like long room with the actual like vault hidden at the end. So Mrs. Chun takes, takes, like, one step on the floor and her eyebrows get seared off. Like, the whole floor yeah, is there's like Yeah, there's a fire, like, thing that goes across the top and burns her eyebrows off. Yeah, so the, we learn that the whole floor is booby-trapped. So then we cut to um, the kids upstairs and they form this whole plan to get past Mr. Chun. So Lulu gets Peter to start crying. So Mr. Chun goes to tend to, to, oh, to Peter or Tyler, I don't remember which one, one of the babies, mm-hmm. um, so that the three older kids can undo the ropes that have them tied, and they're able to take the babies and get past Mr. Chun down to the minivan. Yeah, they fight him off and lock him in the room, and then they go and wake up uh, Shane. Down in the garage. Yeah, and so Shane's like, okay, go get the cops, like, I'm gonna go deal with this. So they drive off. Zoe doesn't have her cell phone, oh no, and then also Mr. Chun gets out, and they have this, like, car chase scene. Yeah, um, the kids are able to get away while Mr. Chun crashes into a car dealership, um, and while this is happening, um, so they're, like, you know, they're speeding, they're trying to get away from this man who's chasing them with a gun. Well, they're also trying to get the cop's attention, because they don't have a cell phone and they don't have another Yeah, so they pass by a cop who's, like, sitting on the road, so that the cops start chasing them, and while this is, this is happening, um, the principal and the vice principal are watching, uh, a soccer game for the school, and they hear police sirens, and they turn around, and they see, like, the, the minivan <laughs> of all the plumber kids getting chased by the cops. Mm-hmm. And the vice principal's just, like, classic, but the principal's like, hmm, <laughs> He's like, I told you on. she shouldn't have passed her in driver's head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the principal goes to see what's up, because she's caring. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's when Shane uh, enters the vault. Um, the commander is about to have mom lead the way through this booby-trapped place, but he's like, no, 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 I got it, I got it. Well, and mom is like, I don't know how to do this. Like, my yeah. husband was so smart, I don't know. 
Yeah, so Shane takes one step, he gets, like, electrocuted, and then he realizes that the way they get to get through all the traps is the Peter Panda dance. I thought this was so brilliant. Well, they say something that's in the beginning of the song. It's something about, like, oh, you down low, or, or I don't know. They yeah. say something, and he's Lower like... Lower than the floor. Oh. So he, he's like, don't make a move till you're in the groove and do the Peter Panda dance. So he's able to, like, take, take a step into, like, the right place. Um, he hops three times like a kangaroo and then sidestep twice just like the crabs do. And at this point, there's, like, needles coming out of the ceiling. Like spikes. Yeah, like spikes. So it's, like, sidestep twice. So he, like, steps to the left twice and then, like, three steps forward, one step back. And he's able to, like, get into a place where there's no spike coming out of, out of the ceiling. Uh, quick like a turtle, lie on your back. That's when, like, the fire guns come out again. So he, like, avoids the fire. Um, roll like a log till you can't know more. Better jump quick like there ain't no floor. That's when, like, the floor opens up. There's, like, a pool of acid or something. Yeah. So and so he's able to, like, liquid. So it's, like, the floor is, like, opening up and he's able to jump off, like, the moving platform onto, like, the next area of the floor. Um, hold your breath. There's, like, noxious gas that enters Yeah, that. apparently just, like, holding his nose is enough yeah, to save him. Yeah, and no one else in the room is gonna be affected by this gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump to the left, and that's where the switch is to turn off all of the traps. Um, yeah, like I said, I thought this was brilliant as a child. <laughs> um, so, uh, the other three safely walk across the floor to the vault. Um, so Mrs. Chun and the Admiral, are, or the Commander, are, like, fighting for a second. That's when Shane uses this moment of weakness to knock out both of them. Um, he thinks he's away, but then the Commander gets up and holds a gun to his head, and that's when Shane says, Say goodnight, Peter Panda. And that's when the vault automatically opens on voice command, knocking out the Commander. Um, so Shane and Mom look inside the vault, and there's, like, a microchip, and that is Ghost. So he picks it up, and, like, we think something's about to happen, but nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe is still in pursuit, and she leads the cops back to the house. Um, so the cops come out, and they hold everyone at, uh, gunpoint. One of the cops is Viper from Full House. <laughs> <laughs> and I re- recognized him as a child. <laughs> I was like, that is Viper from Full House. <laughs> Who... Is also the person Trisha Paytas lost her virginity to. There you go. <laughs> Trisha Paytas is pregnant. Did you see that? Yes! Oh my god! I was... Oh! I was gonna say something to someone. I was. I think I was gonna text you about it, but I forgot to. <laughs> I didn't see that till today, but yeah. 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 Unrelated mm-hmm. to the movie, just a side note. <laughs> um. Okay, all the cops are holding them at gunpoint, and then... Just the singular Mr. Chun has one gun, and is like... He has a machine gun. Okay, but also, he, like, ran into that, uh, like, car lot. Like, why yeah. wouldn't he get arrested for, like, all the destruction he caused? I don't he know. Caused? He's able to escape. He appears. Yeah, all the cops and he holds surrender. the cops and the family at gunpoint. Um, and so he's telling Shane to come forward with Ghost. Um, Gary the Duck is there. Yeah, uh, so Shane <laughs> bends down to, like, put Ghost on the ground, and that's when he whispers something into Gary's ear. And he also sees the principal for, like, a brief second. Yeah, she, appear- she like, sneakily b- appears behind Chun and then, like, hides for a minute. Mm-hmm. So he whispers in the duck's ear, and whenever he says, Now, Gary, Gary goes to bite Chun in the crotch, and that's when the principal comes out and attacks him from behind, taking him down. Mm-hmm. So all the right people are-, are arrested, the Chuns, the commander, everyone's safe. Um, uh, Shane and the principal have a moment. Like I said, they have absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. It's so awkward. Yeah, luckily Lulu comes and interrupts and is like, here's a picture of us. Don't ever forget me. And he's like, I could never forget you guys. He's like, you're my best friend. And they're like, I love you. I love you too. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to opening night of The Sound of Music. Okay, what happens to Ghost? 
hello? We never get I any guess explanation it's turned on over that. to the government, which, like, oh, yeah, that doesn't it. seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shane works for the government, so, like, I think they should have just, like, destroyed it? I don't know. But, like, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I feel like it can't be used for Ex- anything other than... <laughs> except for the U.S. being like, okay, no more nukes for anyone else except for us. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's still less nukes. <laughs> so, yeah. But no singular but country then we, should uh, have we nukes. shouldn't... Yeah. No more nukes. <laughs> Guys, have you ever thought about not having nukes? <laughs> no more. Has this ever crossed anyone's <laughs> mind? Let's just stop. <laughs> just stop. What if we just, like, stopped having wars? <laughs> what a crazy idea. What if we just had, like, world peace? What if we just, like, stopped killing people for things that we wanted? Whoa. Whoa. Crazy. Maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should, like, talk to the White House. I yeah. wonder if anyone's ever thought of mm-hmm. that. Just write him a letter. <laughs> just write him a letter. Hey, Joe. Hey, hey, Joe. I'm hey, expecting hey, more. Kamala, a girl. <laughs> I feel like we're on the same page. Um, anyway. Yeah, we so everyone's to... at the opening of The Sound of Music, including Helga. Helga's in the audience. Because I was going to say, do we ever see her again after she leaves in the taxi? Well, I wonder once Mom got back if she's like, okay, things are going to be a little more normal now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's in the audience. Um, it's 16 going on 17. Seth completes his spin. Mm-hmm. Um, the principal meets Shane backstage. It turns out he's going to coach wrestling at the school. Because... Murdy found a new passion, and we cut. We go to the stage. We see him dressed in full habit. He's he is a, a nun, nun, and his, he's singing along in his low voice. His dress doesn't go. It was only like halfway down his shin. Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. It's Brad Garrett, and he's like, "Climb every mountain." Yeah, um, and he kiss backstage. Um, and everyone gets a standing ovation for the show. And that's the end. And that's the end. That was so unnecessary. The the romance was not no, necessary. No, reason. Like, I don't think even Like, he has enough reason this. with just the kids to stay. Yeah, and I don't think that parents watching this are gonna be like, oh yeah, like, I was rooting for them. I was not. <laughs> it was not important. It was, it was forced. It was unnecessary. Unnecessary. I think if he would've ended up with Murdy, that would've been a game changer. Enemies to lovers. Murdy, who him found a better his person. calling, who found his calling in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> he's made him a better person. Mm-hmm. It's like in the alternate universe of High School Musical. Whenever Coach Bolton and Mrs. Zarbus end up together, end up together. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Bolton has somehow tragically died. I never. Agree I, we never Mr. talked Bolton. about that. I thought you were going to say Chad and Ryan. <laughs> no, I mean that's too obvious. <laughs> the the tension when they're fighting with one another. I remember those two doing it in a tree. They were supposed, I, I would mention this in our episode. They were supposed to have a duet. Can you imagine the sexual tension in that duet? That's what I'm saying. Also, um, do you think Shane continued to direct community theater? Oh, I think so. Well, because I think the principal the, mentioned something about, like, oh, maybe you should take over the drama department. Well, yeah, and he really cares about Seth, and, like, who else is going to do it? Like, that director who quit does not deserve to come back after what he's done to this. That's how Shane and Mernie are going to fall in love. The director and the cast, the ensemble cast member. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very cute. That's he's going to be like, down low. you know what, Lauren Graham? It's been fun. It's been real. I'm not into it. He, Mernie can never be the lead because then people will know and they'll think he'll get special treatment. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. He'll have to go to a different community theater. <laughs> he'll have to go to Broadway. <laughs> 
So that's a pacifier. I did want to mention briefly, I went on the Wikipedia page to see if it was filmed in Canada. And there was a thing at the bottom that was like, Vin Diesel has mentioned that they're writing a sequel in 2015. So I don't think that's happening, um, but... I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, no. <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> well, if it's what we say, <laughs> maybe we should pitch it to them. <laughs> it's a, a love story. <laughs> Star-crossed lovers. The pacifier is... Never mind, that's disgusting. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. That's it. <laughs> that's the pacifier. Uh, did you give this a rating or ranking? Okay, so I gave this a rating. Personally, I just, I don't think that I can rank these movies against DCOMs. Like, I just, I'm gonna give them all a f- between a four and a five. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the same level. It's not the same budget. And I don't want to mess up my DCOM list. Well, I have two separate tabs. Okay. <laughs> but again, like, I know I'm going to give all these, like, a four out of five. And so I don't think I can, in good conscience, like, rank these against each other. <laughs> if that's okay. If that's okay with our fans. <laughs> that's fine. I'm still going to do it, but you don't have to. Okay, I gave it a four out of five. <laughs> I also gave it a four out of five, but I put it below Catch That Kid. I would have also put it below yeah. Catch That Kid. Yeah, so I put it at number 19, it is below Jump In and above Twitches in the movie ranking. The reason why it's not higher, I thought that it would have been. The reason why it's not higher is that, again, I feel like there's just, like, certain things that they could have done just a little bit better, and it would have really pushed it up. Yeah, and, like, it is a kid's movie, so there is a lot of humor around, like, oh, like, diapers and... I mean, that's not even the stuff that bothers me. Like, I feel like they could have done a lot more with, like, the dead father without it being, like, super sad. Like, I know they yeah. touch on it a little bit, but again, like, again, I've never had a dead parent, but I know that a lot of children do. There's a lot of movies that, like, kind of talk about it, but I don't know. Could have been nice. Mm-hmm. So that's The Pacifier. Uh, we haven't decided on what movie we're doing next. Wait, let me pull up the list. We have some links here, some obvious links. Uh, we could do Cheaper by the Dozen because we have Morgan York. Yeah, I feel like that's that's too close. They're too close of move, like too similar of movies. Well, the other option, the other obvious option, is hairspray. Oh, I was that's gonna a say, big jump. I was gonna say Nancy Drew, who's in the Max Terio. Oh, that's our third link to Max Terio, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we doing people only? Uh, no, we don't have to. Do we want to do hairspray? It's a big one. It's a big one. I know. It's kind of exciting. I feel like we should save it for like toward the end. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, let's see. Um, I feel like we should group all of our Lindsay Lohan movies together, like as a se- like our Lindsay Lohan series, and I don't think we're there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. So this was The Pacifier with Vin Diesel. One thing um, I did, th- no, well, that's the same thing, because I was like, well, the game plan is like the same movie. Yeah, so we probably want to mix it up to something else. Yeah. Um... Let's see. We have the last song, the Lizzie McGuire. Ooh, the last song. Adam Shankman directed the music video for When I Look at You. There you go. We're going to do the last song, Oh, guys. my God. I'm so excited. I love the last song. <laughs> Let's do the last song next week. I have a lot to say about the last I'm song. I'm sorry. In two weeks. In yes. two weeks. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.